Hello everyone, I'm Kevin Flowers, a senior reporter here at the Erie Times News and today we have uh, Erie County's Clerk of Elections with us, Doug Smith. Uh, pretty timely because we had a story on page one of uh, the Times News today, a uh, paper trail that I put together basically about the county's uh, new voting machines, almost what, $3 million worth of machines. Yes. And we're going to talk a little bit today about where they came from. Uh, the features and and why the county had to buy these new voting machines. So, Doug, if you can give us a little bit of an overview on that. Sure, it's a pleasure to be here today, Kevin. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Always. And uh, yeah, this is a uh, a very uh, exciting time, I think, for elections here for Erie Countyans and really across Pennsylvania. And uh, we've just been getting our equipment in in the last couple of weeks, and we're doing some assurance testing on it, kind of like what one might do if mm -hmm. uh, they got a new computer or something. You kind of have to set things up within the system itself. So uh, this is uh, not quite the end, but uh, near the end of a journey that began, uh, um, well, it began last year. Uh, really, it began in the spring of 2018, and that's when uh, Governor Wolf uh, put out an executive order asking uh, counties across Pennsylvania to uh, replace their current systems with a, a voting system that had a paper trail or paper backup. And I guess it's worth noting uh, that um, uh, we have a paper backup, Kevin, in the sense that we have a ballot right. that's being produced and not a receipt or something that uh, people would be able to take with them. So it's just important to, to realize that difference. So. Uh, we've actually, in a sense, we've gone uh, back, and in, in a sense, we've gone forward. So uh, we'll be using paper ballots for the spring primary in April. That'll be the first time, and um, uh, while that's a little bit daunting for us, I think it's uh, the system itself is very intuitive for voters. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to be able to either use a touch screen to create a paper ballot, which then gets uh, scanned into a bin at their voting place, or they can fill out the ballot uh, with a pencil, well, a pen, really. And uh, then when they're done, they can uh, put that completed ballot uh, in through the same scanner. Uh, it's uh, not uh, one of those old-fashioned types of scanners. This is a high-quality photographic image that's right. uh, going to be created of every single ballot. and. We've always used the word cast, you know, cast your ballot. And with this new system, uh, the actual casting of one's ballot occurs uh, when you scan it through the system. So that how is... Much I'm sorry, Doug, oh, but how much fine. different are these machines than the, the touchscreen machines that, that we had been using for roughly the last decade? Well, the major difference, I would say, is that um, those touchscreen machines that we were using actually housed votes, housed results. Mm -hmm. Uh, these touch screens, uh, for lack of a better phrase, are an electronic pen. Uh, so that's really their use, is just to uh, give one an easy way to create a paper ballot that uh, in the end is scanned just the same right. as that uh, handwritten ballot. Naturally important to the system itself is a unit for uh, persons with certain disabilities. There's an audio ballot. Uh, so that you could listen to the ballot on headsets, uh, which you could even do uh, regardless whether you uh, were still uh, had really no other issues, but perhaps 
that helps you learn better or read better mm -hmm. uh, because you know really at the basis of this is reading right. uh, that's what one has to do to uh, work their way through this paper ballot so uh, that's a possibility. There's interesting things on the system itself, such as being able to increase the size of print uh, with the touch of a button, changing it from uh, black print on a white screen to white print on a black screen for mm -hmm. people that might have low vision. So there are certainly some uh, 21st century uh, factors or, or conveniences that are with a system that I think will make it uh, very user-friendly. I think the paper ballot, and I have to think most people would agree, is probably the most, uh, you know, it's the most intuitive thing in the world. We've all taken uh, a test or filled out a form in which we fill out an oval, and, you know, that's what you're going to do here. Okay. I wanted to mention, too, that when, when you talked about the executive order put out by Governor Wolf, that was kind of prompted by Homeland Security when they did their when they did their probe of of the 2016 election and noticed and found that there were I believe 21 states, including a lot of the swing states like Pennsylvania, that had voter information accessed uh, through hackers, and and so that's what prompted the the need for this paper record and these the mandate for this paper record machine. That was certainly the final step. I right. agree. Uh, certainly, there've been for a number of years there have been a lot of people who had issues with the electronic system that is that they had to put their trust in in the operations of this uh, computer as opposed to being able to see something themselves a, mm -hmm. a receipt you know you'd often hear well when I go to the bank or I go to the grocery store I, I can receipt. see what I've done right in front of me follow up to that. Sure. How are these machines connected to the internet with regard to that cybersecurity that we're just talking about? Well, this system, uh, as the other system, is not in any way uh, connected to the internet. Uh, you know, that hacking attempt was on the voter registration records right. of certain counties. Uh, you know, at no time was the ballot itself under duress. And uh, that's the same here. Uh, our system is closed. It's not even on the county network. It's a separate network altogether, and so it's safe. It really comes down to trusting your election officials, and um, obviously we're, we have oversight with the Board of Elections, with all the eyes and ears of the community, uh, so we feel that um, we have a lot of reasons for people to feel safe about the system. I'm glad that you brought that up because <laughs> that's one question that I get a lot of times from readers is people believe or, or have heard or have read that, that voter systems are connected to the Internet in some way. And uh, that kind of balloting certainly has never been approved by the federal government. And most of these touchscreen systems are not connected to the Internet, which is one thing that a lot of people do see, still seem to believe. So. Yes, that is uh, absolutely what keeps them safe and uh, uh, blocked from uh, outside uh, influence right. or hacking. Uh, so I think there's probably been some, well, I mean, we're all attuned to this uh, notion of people being able to get into mm -hmm. systems. It's part of our lexicon. It's part of our everyday experience, you know, as we right. do what we do on our own computers. and. Uh, so uh, they can be assured uh, that uh, 
the system is safe from that sort of interference. Okay. Doug, let's talk a little bit about uh, what this system cost, how it was paid for. Uh, there are roughly, what, 320 machines that you guys purchased? Yes. And the cost was a little bit under $3 million, I believe. Uh, that's uh, correct. So can you break down uh, how those were paid for? And Yes. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm just going to backtrack a yeah, little sure. bit. Uh, thank you. Um, about the process itself. Uh, after the order from the governor came through, our election board chair, uh, Carl Anderson, uh, formed a committee to do research. We looked at five major manufacturers last year, and it wasn't until uh, August that the election board uh, decided to go with uh, Dominion. Uh, Dominion is also in Crawford County and Warren County mm -hmm. and some other counties around the state. Uh, the system, uh, as you noted, Kevin, was about $3 million. Uh, that did not include uh, the paper we'll need from year to year. But it was a very good deal for us. Uh, Mr. Anderson, in particular, uh, worked uh, very closely with uh, Dominion to uh, make the price point as sharp as we could make it. And so not only does that include uh, uh, 300 scanners, mm -hmm. uh, there's also, I take that back, there's about 165 scanners and there are about 320 uh, touchscreen units and we will uh, use multiple touchscreens in, in various locations, but for the most part just one scanner, though there may be two in an area such as Washington mm -hmm. or, or some Mill Creek Township areas that are very large. One dimension too that in that cost you're we're talking about roughly I believe it was like 2.99 million. That's right. Uh, about a million four is going to be reimbursed by the state, is and uh, the Help America Vote Act, which is a, a federal uh, initiative, is giving back or, or there was about three hundred and eighteen thousand dollars available That's through right. that I believe. So, so three eighteen from that, and we'll get about uh, one point four from the state. And so that, uh, I'll take that back, it's, as I've crunched the numbers here recently, we're closer to about a million. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're looking at about 1.4 altogether, uh, which is still a significant uh, hedge against the three million that uh, taxpayers initially had to pay Right. Out. I know, too, that uh, the county had to pay that bill up front. Yes. Uh, how long do you think it'll take to get some of that reimbursement back? Uh, we've already received the 318,000 back. And I expect to get our application for the uh, million or so uh, off in the next day or so. And so we think it'll be about okay. 60 days uh, beyond that. So okay. it should be fairly uh, timely. All right. People start using these systems with the April 28th primary, correct? That's right. And uh, just moving forward, uh, you how would you expect, talk a little bit about the training for uh, the election workers and how that's going and how what you expect people to notice in terms of you know the changes with from the old touchscreen machines it's going to be kind of a two-pronged uh, system uh, we are going to be doing multiple trainings for our poll workers we believe the system is going to be easier to use for them uh, turning it on uh, so to speak and closing it down at the end of the day are easier than the old system as you might imagine after 13 right. or 14 oh, years they're used to the like everything else uh, technology has moved ahead 
and uh, has made it more user-friendly. The biggest thing like we all face is change and uh, sometimes change is uh, more in our head in terms of uh, a thing we fear, a thing that I fear, than uh, what it really is in uh, actual practice. And I think as our poll workers are receive multiple trainings, we're going to you know, go with small groups uh, to make the learning go a little bit uh, more in depth. And we're also going to have uh, some public opportunities for voters, uh, poll to workers. come and try them out. Anyone, that's right. Yeah. Uh, we'll have uh, a system at the courthouse, certainly, but we're looking at uh, libraries. I've been contacted by uh, Representative Mursky's office, and I think probably we'll work with some others to do some uh, combined events uh, wherein uh, citizens can come in, try them out, and there'll probably be some other uh, offerings in terms of uh, information and so forth. Uh, I think people will find them very easy to use. The uh, ADA aspects of the machine, I believe, are are uh, better than the old system, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, if one has never tried them, they, they are a bit of a challenge, but I think uh, for those in that community, they're going to find them to be uh, a welcome asset. Okay. All right. So, Doug, if we can talk a little bit about, you know, forecasting front with, with the election, uh, especially the primary. Was part of your timetable in actually acquiring these machines, you know, did that take into account the time you were going to have to train people to, to get acclimated to them, those kinds of things? Long story short, did you want to acquire these machines rather quickly so you could get that in place for your poll workers to demonstrate to the public to, to, to kind of get the word out? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, part of the reason for making the decision last fall uh, was to... Uh, get the machines in as quickly as we could uh, with the Christmas holiday and, mm -hmm. and those sorts of things that it's uh, moved it into January but uh, we believe we'll be in some sort of shape to begin training by early February certainly outreach by then so uh, that part of our thought uh, seems to be working out I think the relative simplicity of the system itself is going to make for voters, a very easy transition. Mm -hmm. uh, the touchscreen uh, you had mentioned is very similar in operation to the last one. Uh, it's a big, big bright screen, and uh, we believe uh, people will find it uh, easy to use. Okay. All right. <coughs> okay. Excuse me. No, no problem. All right. Well, Doug, we appreciate you coming in, and uh, thank you very much. We'll continue to cover the issues in terms of how these machines work and and how people are getting accustomed to them as part of our coverage uh, uh, for the presidential election primary and, and going into November. So we, we really appreciate it. I appreciate your help. Thank you. Okay.